0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: You are listening to the Game Global Podcast, hosted by Kiran Callum.
0: Hello, it's Kieran and before we get started with this podcast I just want to let you know that the Game Academy will be launching on the 2nd of June This is going to be your one-stop shop to learn everything That you need to know in order to get better with women We will take you by the hand, guide you through the entire process And demystify everything that currently confuses you Gameglobal.net forward slash ga There is a link in the description. Back to the episode. Hello everyone and welcome once again to another episode of the Game Global Podcast. As I always say, this is a free show that is here to give you some tips and information that you can use to smash your dating and your sexual goals. I'm Kieran Callum and today with me I have a good friend called Pavitra pavitra who is a fashion designer who lives in bali but to be honest the reason why she's here is because in all the time i've known her which admittedly hasn't been that much she has exuded a natural level of let's just call it unconscious sensuality which i find to be highly fascinating (laughs) i'm glad i'm glad that made you laugh but it's very true And now we're going to speak to her to just find out what the hell this is all about. So, Pavitra, thank you and hello. Hi. Talk to me, talk to me. When I said unconscious sensuality, you giggled. (laughs) Where did all of this come from? Like, tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and then allow them to feel the energy that I've been feeling for the past couple of months.
1: (laughs) Well, I... Yeah, I was born in Latvia. I do not live there since uh, a long while. I live in Bali. I'm based here. It's my home. Yeah, I had a, a long journey to become who I am right now, I think. To don't know. It's a long, diverse journey. What do you want to know?
0: When you say a long journey, is that because you originally came from like a place of pain and insecurity? Have you undergone some sort of voyage of self-discovery and transformation?
1: Yeah, for sure, definitely. It's been a journey of, of finding uh, yeah, who I really am. From the reality that I was born to, which was uh, a very normal kind of society in which people are designed to work, to get education, work, get married, get, have kids, and retire. That did not suit my idea of what life is. So, yeah, I took on a journey. And I'm kind of dove deep
0: into that. Everything that I feel about you now, and I'm going to be honest, you almost feel slightly inhuman. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Mm -hmm. You do. You do. And the fact that you laugh, that shows me that you kind of know what I mean when I say that. So were you always, let's call it this alien walking around in Latvia surrounded by these normal human beings or at some point did you sort of grow and blossom and then unearth this new, this force, this being this awareness within you?
1: Yeah I must say I've Consider myself to be deeply human. (laughs) There is definitely a part of me that is part of my soul that that is not from the earthly plane. But I'm really human, and my human nature, and my like passions, and and faults, and desires, and everything—they're very present. But to answer your question, yeah, when uh, when I was growing up, I did try on the model that was suggested to me by society, and it just didn't. Feel right, it just wasn't for me, really. So,
0: um, yeah. Where sex is concerned, ninety-nine point nine percent of people who are listening to this will see sex as this act where it's it's physical and it's necessarily aggressive, and there's lots of ego involved, and it's. <clears throat> And the goal is the orgasm. And if you don't have the orgasm, you've failed. You know, the goal is you make her come, you make her come. If you don't make her come, you failed. Now, mm-hmm. the way that you approach sex and other people like you is completely different to that. So could you perhaps maybe elaborate and go into the way how you approach, let's say, sex and sexuality?
1: It's an interesting and and, uh, diverse subject. I feel like as human beings, we are, you know, this kind of electric devices of some sort. The human body is an electric device of some sort. There is an energetic current that runs through our bodies. And that energetic current is very much connected to the life force, which we initially perceive as sexual energy. The current that runs through the body is... And the life force is basically continuous. When we do make love, we just connect to this life force, the, the source of energy. And it's not really a goal of climaxing or coming somewhere, from somewhere to somewhere. There's no point of destination. It's just this this journey in, into the flow of energy in the body. That's my perception.
0: Hold on. When you say, say life force, so you're saying that sex itself... Mm. connects you to the source of existence is that what I'm hearing?
1: that is true that is so
0: and then is that why sex feels so good? (laughs) because on some level we're connecting to everything
1: yeah, we're connecting to, yeah, So everything is a good way to put it. We're connecting to the essence, to the energy, to the energy that we all are, the energy that surrounds everything, that is in every living being, in every living thing, and in the world of unseen that we can't perceive with our senses.
0: So if this is true, how has it come about then that we're in a society where, for the most part, sex is seen as a bad thing? Because what you're saying makes sex sound like this beautiful spiritual thing that should be revered and worshipped.
1: Well, the energy is a a precious resource. At some point, somewhere along the history lines of our society, we kind of figured that the energy uh, is good when harvested and stored or directed. So there was a desire to navigate or, let's say, manipulate or control the energy and it feels like like with christianity or with our sexual education and on the systems that are created it's very much designed to control energy to control the access to the energy that everyone has and each one of us we we have it and it's pretty much a direct ticket to god <laughs> or the direct realization of of the divine essence of who we are, if one can control that access point, can control pretty much everyone and everything. So that's really handy. Don't you think so?
0: Is that then the reason why we have so much porn? Because there are entire, tire tire legions or millions, billions of men around the world who are looking at porn every day and masturbating to it, ejaculating left, right and centre. And then those men are basically depleting their sexual energy based on what you're saying. And it seems like that would be a very clever strategic thing to do if you wanted to cut people off from a power, a life force energy that was incredibly powerful.
1: Yeah, that, that's exactly that's exactly what's going on. It's um, it's a combination of things, you know. Um, a lot of us in the Western in the Western world are brought with it an idea of shame and guilt and all sorts of concepts around sexuality, and we are not living in our bodies at all. Like we just deeply disregard our bodies and are ashamed and unaware of our bodies but the natural desire there's a natural pull for us to connect to that energy and that is why we want to watch porn or, or somehow find that connection which essentially is there to open up the energetic channels of the body and connect us with our heart and soul and and the purpose of our
0: existence, basically. I've got something interesting to say, and something tells me you've most likely heard of this, but I have been practicing something called semen retention for about five or six months or so. And for anyone who's listening who doesn't know, semen retention is where, as a man, you effectively stop ejaculating, because the idea is that your semen is actually it's not a waste like urine or feces and that as your body throws it away you kind of weaken yourself but here's the thing there's legions of men around the world who practice this who notice that oh they're more driven all of a sudden they've got more ambition they've got more fire they're achieving their goals nothing can stop them oh hold on They now seem to be more attractive to women. That's very interesting. Hold on, their bodies are building muscle more easily. Hold on, they've got more physical energy. And I have noticed all of that myself. All of that. But then here's the thing. So if the energy of sex is like a life force energy that connects you to everything. because And also for anyone who's listening, you might think this sounds silly. At the end of the day, all of life actually does come from sex. That's where it comes from so uh, sex it actually makes perfect sense sex is actually connecting you to life force energy but then as a man if you're letting that energy build up within you then effectively that life force energy will be inside you growing and growing and growing and then that will actually affect the way that you are and the way you operate my confidence levels have noticeably increased since I started
1: yeah the the energy will be collected and gathered in the body and stored and also will start moving naturally upwards circulating in the body let's say that is very true what you're saying it will increase the levels and the capacity and connect you with the life force and also will potentially bring up things that are ready to be healed, to be seen, to be uh, embraced. I'm talking about psychological things or maybe really some emotions and things like that that may be challenging sometimes if someone is not equipped with tools you know how to deal with it not saying it's going to be easy in the beginning but it definitely is going to be beneficial for everyone to try that out maybe have a supportive technique of tantric yoga or practices of yoga or or someone to support to guide this or facilitate this process but it's definitely a beautiful process of fasting and and not discarding your energy especially when it's not in a connection with the other you know and it's um, just a kind of solo solo journey of getting rid of extra energy excess energy
0: so you're saying that as a man if a man stops ejaculating there's a very good chance that underlying issues that he has will rise to the surface and then they will he will be forced to deal with those as a result That actually does make some sense because one thing I know about men is many of us use, let's say, either porn or sex or masturbation to treat ourselves when we're unhappy. So we will be down, we'll be upset, we'll feel bad, but then we will run away from it by heading for the sex, the ejaculation, the porn, whatever. So if you take that away, then now you don't have the crutch that you've been relying on. And then all of a sudden you have to face this thing that has actually been there, buried away in the back of your brain.
1: Yeah, correct.
0: Let's talk about you now, Miss Pavitra. Yes. Miss Pavitra, the fan of (laughs) eh? anime.
1: Used to be, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, clearly, because you called yourself Akira. Mm -hmm. So it's like that's from 1990 or so. (laughs) So. Yeah, you're you're obviously not a modern fan. But Miss Pavitra, what are you attracted to in a man well
1: i am personally attracted to strength energy and assertiveness and the heart connection to the heart and dignity
0: what does the connection to the heart actually look like because many men listening to this might not know what that means.
1: When the question arises, what's the right thing to do? There are two voices, at least in my reality, there are two voices that are, and answer the question, the voice of the mind or the fear and the voice of the heart. Whether a person is able to hear the voice that comes from the heart or not in those challenging times of decision making. And that is very visible, we all can perceive when decisions or actions or words are chosen from the heart or from the mind or fear.
0: So it sounds like what you're saying is a man who does what he knows is right regardless of whether or not that thing is easy or difficult. He just does it because it's correct. Right. That is correct. Is it difficult to find men like that?
1: I have met men like that quite a lot in my life but also I feel... It's an energetic thing, you know Whatever I radiate will attract a similar thing So I will attract people who are vibrating on a similar level I do meet men like that,
0: yes Okay, so you said the warrior archetype For the benefit of anyone who's listening What exactly is a warrior? Because when I hear a warrior And I'm sure most men, they'll think Okay, so that is a man who fights with a sword Or a soldier who goes into battle that's the assumption so is that what you mean
1: Mm, I mostly mean like martial art practices they would develop a certain relationship within the person with their own parts of of themselves and the energy that person carries and and uh, the relationship with the world outside of them so it's this integrity and uh, and strength and the chi, the energy, the life force that is in the person, and the decisions that come from that. You know, it's.
0: I know exactly what you mean because. A realization I have come to in the past year or so is that too much pleasure actually isn't a good thing, Mm -hmm. at least not for a man anyway, because all of my growth and all of the growth of men I've ever seen, it actually comes at the expense of struggle and suffering and say things like Mm -hmm. getting up every day and exercising even though you don't want to even though you're let's say you're sore from the previous day even though you would rather watch netflix even though there's that voice in your head that's trying to get you to stop that is the thing to do not just because exercising will give you a better body not even just because exercising will make you fitter not even because exercising will make you healthier all of that is true but by actually stepping into that discomfort continuously you build so much character that you become the kind of person that actually gets things done Uh and who is reliable to be around. And that is now how I try to structure my life. Uh Like I do what needs to be done. For instance, I love, I mentioned Netflix earlier. I love Netflix. I love it. Absolutely do. (laughs) You don't understand like I'm the kind of person who if I discover a great new series on Netflix, I will binge it in about two days. I'll get through like four seasons, Mm -hmm. but it distracts you from your goals. It really does. So now a lot of the time I'm working and I'm not listening to anything and it's it's just training for my character, mm-hmm. you know, to actually be at one and to be in the moment doing the thing that is necessary rather than the thing that maybe my ego or whatever part of me would like to do, so I believe that is what you mean when you talk about warriors,
1: yeah, discipline, discipline, discernment, and
0: that's the word that's the word, so Miss Pavitra, yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, but I like saying your name. I don't know if you've noticed, Pavitra. You said to me on WhatsApp that you see yourself as a goddess.
1: Uh, Correction. You asked me if I see myself as a goddess.
0: (laughs) Yes, and you didn't deny it. Yes,
1: that is correct.
0: Yeah, that is correct. Okay. So for anyone who's listening, I said to Pavitra, do you see yourself as a goddess? And... You didn't say no. But the question is this, what actually is a goddess? Could you describe that? Describe that energy.
1: I have a certain relationship with this word, you know. Um, there is like a bit of a negative incantation to that word, implying that, that you know, there, is, there are gods and the regular people. But I would, I would uh, say that it's important to understand we are gods in the land of gods. The word goddess, I would say, it's someone who is connected to the spirit that is within all of us and within all things. Someone who is in touch with an internal nature and um, the rhythms, the cycles of the planet and human beings and elements around us. It's this awareness of interconnectedness of all the things, embracing our divine nature, which is that we are also spirit not only the body so then that's probably what i how i see the word god or goddess
0: how does that express itself on a day-by-day basis then so right mm-hmm. now me and most people watching will feel like okay so i am max and i live in germany and i am me and i'm max and i live in germany and There is another person who's in a house next door to me but I am me and they are them and there is nothing connecting me and them whatsoever. What you're saying, it sounds like almost the human version of being connected to the internet where the internet connects you to every single person on the internet and you have the ability to reach them just like I'm communicating with you now. It sounds like you're saying that on a day by day basis you kind of feel that connection with everything like eternity like all of existence.
1: Is that it? That is so because it's hard to embrace the whole thing together. Well, Max and the origin and all that is a personality, right? It's something that is relate relates to the personality or the personal expression of, of this particular person, Max. And there is someone else in the house next door who has a similar body or similar vessel for a certain type of energy and it's called different name and, and it has a different flavor of some sort. But it has a similar design or built or like you know we are made in the same way in a similar way it's just difference in color or you know skin color or uh, names or belief systems or countries where we come from but it doesn't really matter so yeah there is a certain similarity between all of
0: us you sent me a video and i'm going to be honest the video that you sent it was incredibly sexy but at the same time there was nothing let's say naughty about it like you technically could show that video to a child but it was incredibly sexy as i saw that video it's like i'm thinking to myself huh this woman just radiates sexual energy and that's the truth then it made me think about how you most likely approach sex and how can i put this The sexual encounters I personally have enjoyed the most that have satisfied me the most, that have turned me on the most those have actually not been the ones where it's like pound, 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 pound I like those, I enjoy them but actually the ones that I've enjoyed the most is when it's actually like very slow Mm -hmm. and it's very sensual and maybe there is oil, that sort of Mm -hmm. stuff The energy can get intense and maybe it gets a bit physical, but fundamentally it's two people sort of probing and exploring. And I have found personally that, let's say, being touched lightly can really create electricity and fire in a way that a heavy kind of forceful touch might not necessarily create. Guess I'm asking—is I don't know. What are your thoughts? What's your experience? What does sex look like for you? Because most people listening will be like, "Well, sex is," mm, 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 mm. and if I was the average man listening to this right now, I would find it hard to even like picture somebody like you because you're a total anomaly for like most of the planet. Okay, so, yeah, hold on, she likes warriors, okay, and, like, dignity and virtue, and she's feeling, she's feeling interconnectedness and the energy, and when she talks, see, she sounds like she's sort of 10% turned on when she talks all the time, and, huh, and, like, everything's very breathy.
1: (laughs) So the question is, what is sex for me, right? So sex is dance, you know, like how the energies or movements match when two people dance there is not like a learned movement but there's a sensitivity between them there is a magnetism there's this like charged magnetism between two people or more i don't know different preferences
0: interesting that was an interesting (laughs) statement Uh that was okay i'd like to explore that in a second
1: so, so, yeah, there's this natural magnetism. It's like yin and yang dance, or the dance of different um, elements. And then uh, there's this push and pull and play, and it could be very slow, and it could be very, very fast. And it just goes in waves, and, yeah, waves crashing over each other, or, like, slowly, essentially caressing. So it's a dance.
0: Waves crashing is a great way to put it. I like the way you worded that. Mm. So, are you monogamous?
1: Right now, yes. I've explored many things, and after exploring many things, I came to a formula that fits me the best, which is a primary partner that I would create a solid core connection with, and with mm. love and, and, yeah, trust and... All the values and things and that core does not exclude experiences that come along
0: so what you're saying is you would like to have a partner a boyfriend a a man but at the same time you would be open to also having sexual experiences outside of that relationship
1: I would not reject if something that is real and true and important that comes in the relationship from either side. That feels like this is, this is important to explore this. I would not reject that because that would mean being rigid and controlling the expression of life, you know
0: so most people listening to this would not be able to comprehend how you could say what you said because you have effectively just said i could entertain being in an open relationship in which my man has sex with other people now what is it that makes that seem like a reasonable thing to consider what is it in your opinion that makes that something that isn't terrible isn't horrible isn't disgusting isn't immoral etc
1: well when two people meet and there is love and connection that is strong and there is honesty and trust it doesn't matter what happens after or in between those things if there is the core of relationship is strong no matter what comes in it's just gonna enrich the experience of, of of the two people involved into that, you know. And if not, then then it's time to to move on you know then 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 just the natural cycle is over
0: there's a book called sex at dawn where the author effectively states that human beings aren't naturally monogamous that we're not that actually what we're designed for is to live in tribes of about 200 where there's no sort of parental ownership because everybody's just part of this family and everybody kind of sleeps with everybody else and that seems like a very interesting idea but then you know everybody knows that quote-unquote men cheat or people cheat and it's an often thing like people cheat people cheat and god knows how often it happens but it's a lot but then what i think is well the very fact that we have that as a phenomenon that clearly implies that on a cellular level actually maybe we're not designed for monogamy because if we were Then nobody would cheat Like we don't have We don't have a Scenario in which people Take food and stick it up their Their rectums It's like oh I was with I was in a relationship with a woman And she kept sticking food up her bum Nobody does that Because I guess we're not designed to do it And then This is something I've read as well That men When men are in a relationship with a woman And then they have sex with a new woman they actually get a testosterone boost like their body creates more testosterone and it's like huh funnily enough that is actually why I practice semen retention because I don't necessarily know what kind of relationship I'll enter if it will be fully monogamous or not I'm not sure but if it is fully monogamous or even if it isn't I don't like the idea that A man's um, desire for his partner just naturally dwindles over time, which it does every time you have sex with them. Like, it just slowly falls and falls and falls. But when a man retains his semen and doesn't ejaculate, well, it kind of fools his body into thinking that he hasn't actually had sex with his partner. So then you maintain the attraction and the desire for her as, well, indefinitely. And I feel like I had a question, but I've just spoken in a circle.
1: <laughs> well, you <laughs> <clears throat> mentioned a few things, and I kind of noticed one of the things, she was cheating, cheating on a partner, as a, as a mm. concept that uh, implies that there is a dishonesty. So there is something that to be hidden and then revealed, right? So there is some mm. some kind of a agreement or a rule that was supposed to be. Followed and then it wasn't. So I really feel that is possible, and I also had experienced that. Create a, a relationship or, a, or a, a network of agreements in which two people trust each other and know each other and know themselves well enough. They don't have to cheat <laughs> because they just can say things very directly and be received and with uh, understanding and with love. You know. There is this this thing that we were all raised, you know, a child is raised oftentimes in the families, Western families that are not tribal families, with this desire for exclusive love, right? My mama, my papa, my wife, my woman, it's all mine, you know, and that exclusive love is just an egocentric uh, desire of a child. And when people, when one can, like, I could realize and find that within me, I can choose and be free from that. I can, that doesn't have to be governing my decisions. You know, If I can see that desire to control the other comes from that space, I can choose whether or not I want to follow that desire.
0: Have you been in relationships where you were in a relationship with more than one person, not just that you're sleeping with someone else, but you also have some form of emotional connection and sexual connection with someone who isn't your partner.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mm, was um, in a relationship with my partner for almost seven years, partner at the time. And within those seven years, uh, we had another man journeying with us and it was um, a relationship with two men that I had basically for a year it was really beautiful experience and very transformative for everyone it wasn't that sexual at all it was mostly loving and and caring and we just traveled together and have had lots of fun and spend evenings together and we did have sexual connection but it wasn't the basis of our relationship and there was deep love in there it's one of the best things that happened and they are past friends until now they both have kids now
0: most people hearing that would kind of assume that you were the focus of the relationship and that each man was basically focused on you was it like that or was it say a genuine three-way relationship were you all in a relationship with each other
1: Well, sexually, they were straight, so they were sexually interested in me as a partner. But also, there was a lot of friendship between us. We were very different. All three of us were very different. And therefore, very curious about the ways we we developed to live our lives, you know. And we kind of complemented each other very well, so therefore, the dynamics was really, really good and, and fun and... And beautiful. And there was love, yeah. There was mutual appreciation and love in that triangle.
0: When that ended, Mm. did it end amicably? Like, did you all just decide that you'd moved on, or did it end one by one? Was there an argument?
1: Whenever something would come up, we would sit down and uh, have a sharing. It would be an I-statement sharing with no comments for, like, two minutes each, and we'd do two rounds or something like that. And that would solve all our arguments or, or emotional things that would come up. So in one of the sharings, person who was with us expressed that he feels like he would like to have a partner for himself. Whether it's gonna be me or or someone he needs to find, you know. And he feels like that's what his desire is. And we we spoke into that and we decided that was the time for him to to go and do that and so so he did. It was really beautiful and synchronistic moment in which he travelled elsewhere and we both stayed uh, where we were and yeah it was sad and beautiful and, and there was love
0: it goes to show though what can happen when you're honest because he just said how he felt you guys were totally understanding and as a result you're all still friends to this day correct correct so have you ever had a relationship with a woman
1: um, not that long nor, nor that deep. I had, uh, yeah, I had a relationship when a couple would approach me and uh, then the woman would be interested in me, not the man. So I entered that kind of dynamic. But it didn't last as long as one year. I think it lasted maybe a couple of months or something like that. And that was also beautiful and and nice and yeah i've I've experienced something like that too but i would i would be the the third person to enter a relationship
0: okay is that something that you would do more of in future let's say being with women or being in a relationship with another woman plus a man or maybe even two women i don't know
1: i do appreciate uh women um uh, in general, like in many ways, but I feel like I'm more, more drawn, drawn to the polarity of, of difference in the body, you know, the physicality of the male body is more attractive to me energetically.
0: Speaking about energetic, right, or energy, describe my energy.
1: Uh, I feel like you're very passionate, assertive, and determined, and you have uh, developed a certain strength
0: thank you for what you said i like hearing that and it's funny actually because what you have just described is kind of like it feels like the culmination of a lot of work i've done on myself if you met me 10 years ago you would have said some of those things or maybe you would have seen the potential to say those things but you wouldn't actually have said that then and especially not if you met me when I was about 18 or 19 or so. Then I was very shy, I was very insecure, I i couldn't talk to people. I wouldn't be able to have this conversation with you uh, now. Well, not then, anyway. I wouldn't be able to have this conversation with you. People thought I was weird, my energy was very awkward, because it was broken, you know? If you imagine your energy as being like a stream of water. There was a dam in the middle of my stream, Or actually, no, not like a dam. It was almost like you've got two streams coming into each other. But rather than cancelling each other out, they're just there pushing against each other Mm -hmm. constantly. Yeah, Yeah. and that's how I was. Yeah, I feel you. And how would I describe your energy? How would I describe your energy? Your energy is... This is how it feels. It feels nurturing. It feels sensual it feels accepting it feels allowing it feels intelligent it feels erotic it feels yeah that will do
1: thank you thank you for that description
0: I'm listening to that dog barking in the background
1: <laughs> what does it say
0: no 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 there's a dog barking in your oh, background i can hear it down
1: really line. i don't hear it oh.
0: huh interesting wow oh yeah that's you true. must be really focused on this conversation i
1: i hear the dog now though when you mentioned
0: yeah well that's a very big compliment mm. you're so focused on me you didn't hear the dog okay thank you It's true. What are some big mistakes that men make in the bedroom? This is something that a lot of my listeners, well, worry about. Mm. How to be good in bed. Everybody wants to be desired and appreciated. Nobody wants to hop into bed with someone and then feel like they're being laughed at or that they're inadequate. So from your perspective, what are things that men have done in the past that you feel they shouldn't do
1: just try to be someone else like you know pretend they're not what they are and who they are and, and try to play or act or perform or something like that and that takes away the presence and the truth of that what is actually there and what's present and there's no scenario that needs to play out the, What all that, that has to be there is presence you know and <laughs> That's I think very very, very sexy. And oftentimes there is an agenda or a scenario or a certain type, and I feel like, oh, but they don't even see me. <laughs> they just they just have this desire to perform or to do something where they maybe just need to to listen for a second of and, and see what needs what wants to unfold. Uh, at a certain moment
0: but the thing is I hear you and you're right Uh, well I mean I've never had sex with a man but I, I assume you're right that sounds very true but the thing is this it's very tough to really expose yourself like exposing helping men to expose who they really are that's something I spend a lot of time doing but it is tough to do that especially in the bedroom in the bedroom you're not just naked physically you're also naked emotionally as well and we as people i'm sure this is obviously true of women as well Mm -hmm. but definitely us as men you grow up and you're told you have to be good in bed If you're not good in bed, you're a terrible man. Like, I heard those messages when I was 13 and 14. Mm. Girls laughing at men who had sex with them and came too early and things like that. To be good in bed, you have to do this. You have to, you have to do that. You have to do this. You have to make sure that she comes. You have to be this big, strong, powerful man. And it puts pressure because you realise, or at least you feel like, and for a huge part of the world, I think this is true, but there 's a set number of requirements that are needed for you to be considered as sexually adequate, which usually adds up to basically fucking this woman like you 're in some sort of porno and if you don't do that, you suck you're you 're worthless you 're pathetic you 're not good blah 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 and then men have all this anxiety, and then this is like part of why men have like um performance issues because. You're so scared about living up to this image that you can't even enjoy it. It's like you're there with this woman and she's naked and you should be as horny as horny can be, but you're so scared that your brain has actually forgotten that you're with this really beautiful woman who you really, really, really want to have sex with. And then as a result, yeah, you just, nothing happens. Mm -hmm. What insecurities or fears do you have or have you had in the past when you're having sex with a man or about to have sex with a man
1: well i guess my main insecurity was just to uh, express myself in the ways that my body wanted to express because my initial like the way i was growing up was my sexual education was based on on porn (laughs) so i we i we i don't know a lot of people probably uh, learn postures and you know like expressions and things like how it's done from the porn, which has nothing to do or very little to do with with how bodies want to respond to certain things naturally so i feel like that was my uh, main thing was trying to to fit a certain scenario of you know the, the play of the sex, and therefore I couldn't feel myself really.
0: How did you learn to feel yourself? How did you learn to express yourself sexually?
1: I followed Osho and Osho practices that kind of help to connect with the body and their energy, and express the voice and and movements as they are, as they come, and accept the nature of who who we are. So Osho and Tantra and. Um, Yoga and breath work and all those things and helped me to to feel comfortable under my skin comfortable with expression of different kind and, and the energetic flow in my body um, yeah that was my journey
0: could you tell me and the listeners a little bit about Tantra
1: mm-hmm
0: what actually is tantra because i have to be honest tantra is something that i feel like i am called to do because every time i hear that word Mm -hmm. something inside me says okay you need to look at this although i haven't really done it but something every time i hear it tantra tantra tantric sex there is something inside me that's like kieran have a look at that have a look have a look what actually is it?
1: Well, tantra is a is an ancient practice that comes uh, from the Vedas, from the Indian, from India, from traditional Vedas. The word basically means the weaving, the loom, Weave. weaving, yeah, connection within, something like that. It's a way of finding the yin and yang in the body and balancing the different elements, majorly the receptive energy or passive energy of of yin and active energy of yang within one body your own body first and then sharing it with a partner or partners in the modern world there is a lot of neo tantra which starts with working on conditioning sexual conditioning so first when person that has never done anything uh, comes to Tantra, there is a lot of conditioning and shame and guilt and ideas and all these things in the body that need to go. So Neo-Tantra focuses a lot on, on sexual deconditioning in the beginning. It takes a while to get to the point where they actually uh, touch the energetics and and various levels of the, of the energy flow in the body and practices like that. So it's a very complex and and beautiful method of physical and energetic and spiritual work that one can explore to develop
0: more strength. Is semen retention related to Tantra? Because you said that part of Tantra is about uh, dealing with guilt and shame and repressed emotions. But then you also said earlier that semen retention by a man not ejaculating that will cause him to deal with repressed emotions that he hasn't been looking at. Is semen retention something that's part of the tantric discipline?
1: It is. I imagine that may be a part of various traditions, but it definitely is a part of tantric tradition. I think it can't be like it has to come together with the context of other practices that tantra offers, which is um, exercises and breath exercises, pranayama and, and it's a complex of different things to be followed and that support a fast like that, you know uh, that kind of come along and support psychologically, emotionally, energetically, physically a practice of retention like that
0: So, Miss Pavitra mm. I am afraid, oh I like the way you said that mm. Mm. I like that This is the end of the episode, Mm. which is a shame because there's a lot I would like to ask you. So, if you'd be happy to come another day to maybe talk about tantric sex in more depth, sure. But thank you very much for your time. Now, you are a fashion designer. If there's anyone listening who is like, I really like this woman, she sounds captivating, she sounds so mysterious. I need to find out more And I also need to check out her clothes Maybe I will buy some Where would they go to find that out? Uh,
1: my brand is Tao Muse Like Dao But with T TaoMuse.com
0: you find it all there And this has been an episode of the Game Global Podcast. Thank you to everybody who's listening. Thank you to the man who is in Bali. Thank you to the woman who is in France. Thank you to the guy who is in Denmark and also the Jamaican couple who have just randomly discovered this podcast in Kingston and have no (laughs) idea what they're listening to. Thank you to all of you people. Have yourselves an absolutely lovely day and goodbye.
1: Mm So was it live or was it a recording?